Thank you for checking out this episode of Raised on the Radio. If you like what you hear, do us a favor and go to whatever podcast app you use and hit that subscribe button. If you like to watch your podcasts, we have a YouTube channel as well. Go check us out there and leave some likes and some comments and get in on the conversation. While you're at it, give us a like and a share on the socials and tell all your friends about Raised on the Radio. A little side note here for you musicians and artists out there. If you like the beats you hear on the show and need some inspiration or would like to get a hold of one of these beats, make sure to hit up our good friend Ace Ha at Ace Ha Beats on YouTube and at Ace Ha Beats on SoundCloud. Raised on the Radio has a brand new promo code for one of the best nutrition and supplement companies in the business for you to use. In today's world, it is tough to navigate through the craziness that is the supplement industry. It's also easy to get caught up in the crazy labels and promotion instead of really knowing the ingredients in the products and the quality of the product. With True Nutrition, whatever you're looking for to satisfy your health and wellness needs, they have you covered. They even have a whole section of their site that is dedicated to vegan, paleo, keto, and dairy-free products. Just go to the newly revamped truenutrition.com, look at all of the great products, place your order, and when you go to make your payment, type in ROTR in the promo code box for 5% off of your entire order. You won't regret it and you'll never have to question the quality of your supplements again. Raised on the Radio's listenership continues to grow with every episode. We are always looking for great sponsorship and collaboration opportunities. If you or anyone you know has a business they are trying to grow and want to jump on board with us, email us at raisedontheradiostl at gmail.com. We would love to connect. If you would like to get a hold of Patrick Blair or myself, you can reach out their email or on the social medias. You can reach us at raisedontheradiostl at gmail.com or on the Raised on the Radio's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok pages. We also have a website where you can find all of our content. Head on over to raisedontheradiostl.com. As always, if you have any questions, concerns, comments, or topics you would like to get our thoughts on, don't hesitate to reach out. And now let's get into this episode. Hey, everybody. Thank you for checking out this episode of Raised on the Radio. I am one half of the show. I am Colt Brocato, Patrick Blair in Zoomland as usual, and we have Mario Spina with us tonight. How are you, sir? What's going on, guys? How's it going? Good, man. So, Living life, dude. Right, right, right before we started, you you said the term un... Or, no, fr- free agent guitar player? Free, yeah, free agent guitarist. Free agent guitarist. I like that. Is he that, was going to say unrestricted that, free agent. No, I almost said, undra- I almost said undrafted. I'll take that, too. <laughs> But that I, wouldn't no, be nobody accurate. holds me down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, no restrictions here. Yeah. So uh, let's first let's name the bands that you've been in in the St. Louis scene. So Skyburnt White of Wolves and Whiskey. Yeah. Uh, yeah, anything guilty. else before them? Uh, I was in a band uh, called Adler for a while. I was in a band okay. called Stone Dog Diaries for a while. Okay. Three of the four of those were with Gabe Stroop and. Some of the other members that kind of interchanged between Adler, Skyburn, and White, and Stone Dog Diaries. So, okay. Yeah. All right. I met you during the Adler days. Yes, you did. Yes, that you did. That was, God, that feels so, I mean, so we're young. So, so don't, the, those, don't get me wrong. Yeah. We're young. Give me, yeah. give me, a, time, so give me a timeline <laughs> here. Like, what, what years is this? What's, what years are Adler? Man. Probably 05. 
06. 05, 06. Yeah. Yeah. 05, yeah. 06 when we got our start. We, and then it was lasted until about maybe the beginning of 07. It was very short lived, that band. And then yeah, I, went pretty much I didn't right know into who you, I, We had, we played, that was when the, the, the small stage at Pops was hot. That's when they yep. would always have bands on that stage. Yep. Thursday night throwdown. And we, uh, yeah, exactly. We, we ended yep. up playing one of those with you guys. I didn't know who you guys were. And I remember somebody mentioning, because uh, I, you know, anytime you, those days, if you booked a show and you saw bands, you would ask around, like, hey, do you know this band? Like, who are they? Oh, yeah. What do they absolutely. sound like? Because, you know, YouTube wasn't readily available and you right. couldn't just look up a band and be like, oh, there's their sound. Yeah. So if they didn't have a demo. Around, yeah. 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 It, you were, you were screwed. If they weren't passing out CDs outside of Pops, you didn't know who they were. Yep. And uh, yeah, I just remember asking around. Yeah, we're playing the show and Adler's on it. Have you guys ever heard of them? And finally, uh, one of the guys, it's going to take me forever, to, so I'm not going to take the time to think about who it was, but had played with you. Maybe it, it wasn't Pops, maybe Creepy Crawl or one of those places. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But yeah, that's when I met you. Yep. That was, God, so crazy. Thursday night throw. Was it a Thursday night throw? It, it probably was a was. Thursday night throw. Like $2 Thursday. bushes or whatever they did. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I, I'm, I would not doubt that we had an ungodly amount of like some sort of tequila or Jaeger shot before we would go yeah. on stage just because yeah. that's what so, we did. So was that just all local bands? What was Thursday night throwdown? Yeah, usually just local bands. Yeah. And okay. it would be like maybe, I don't know, five or so and, yeah four uh, or five usually yeah and i don't and even it was, know if it was a competition really i don't think it was no it, it wasn't was no it was just kind of like hanging out and i don't even know i don't even know if they ask you to sell tickets i think it was sort of like let's just promote yeah like promote yeah. it and try to get people here i think the show was Which, only like five dollars anyway yeah 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 was totally. it was it normally a pretty yeah. packed house still depends yeah depends yeah i think i think yeah if I'm remembering that, I mean, I don't know. Everything Actually, back then I was so hit and miss, you yeah, know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it still kind of is with the St. Louis scene. Yeah. yeah. With any music. any. Yeah. Especially concert. those days when they, there wasn't a promoter that was like, I want you to sell 50 tickets, you know, right. like, and I don't think those shows were like that. I think it was like, oh, we booked a show, bring your friends and we'll see what happens. Right. Because the, the those days of pops was kind of like the wild west as far as like, People would get there at seven and stay till six a.m. That oh, type of thing. Oh, yeah. You know. Yep. So it was a good time. It's good. Time. It was a very good time. Well, we've we've I talked, don't remember we've any of it. <laughs> we've talked about in the that in the past, like about like Battle for Point Fest, Point Fest, and stuff like that. Like how bands don't do what they used to do to get people there. Like, I mean, it's been pretty. Uh, pretty scarce on a lot of these bands when they're playing at pops to do the battle. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Have you seen yeah. any of the, the pictures from the shows and stuff? Like there's not a whole lot there. I don't know what they're, I don't know if they're still basing it on attendance on who's winning these or not, but you know, I think that uh, maybe now more than ever, it might be the hardest to try to get anybody to come to a local show, especially. Yeah. Um, why do, why know, do you say that? I'm curious. I, I say that because it was already hard to begin with, you know, getting people outside of your friend group, getting sure. trying to, you know, gather fans more and more. You know, your goal is to get outside of your friend group, you know, to gather, get more and more people to where you can, you know, locally sell out a pops or 
you know, something of that nature. But I think now with where COVID kind of led us, the convenience of the internet being able to pretty much see that band on a whim anytime that you want. Uh, I think it just makes people less like they don't have the oomph to, you know, to just go out and maybe go see seven, eight bands that they've, you know, never seen before. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's all. Yeah. And even before the internet and before social media, that was always a challenge too, because you didn't even have, you didn't have that crutch. You know, we had Chris Kurd on here, you know, Chris, right? Oh, absolutely. And, uh, we were talking to him. We were just kind of reminiscing on the days of like hanging up flyers at vintage vinyl and walking down the loop and handing out mm-hmm. demos and sitting outside yeah. the pageant and sitting outside pops and um, having people with a disc man that had like two songs yep. that you just recorded yep. and you, you just know, played it. You want to, you want to listen to 30, and... just give it 30 seconds. You know, yeah. talking to, <laughs> you know I, I think that the, the hustle is completely different now. It is. Sure. I don't know if there is a hustle anymore. I think the hustle now is, content you know make Mm -hmm. yourself look cool on the internet make yourself look cool on social media and attract people that way right which is good which is great love it uh absolutely i think it's a different it's it's a different animal and uh my i guess one of the last shows we talked about this i kind of go well i still don't know if that should sort of inhibit your ability to push tickets you know what i mean like i felt like and I don't mean that in a negative way. You know, I, I think what, what you do is try to find, and again, I don't have the secret recipe. I'm not saying right. that, but I, you got to find a way to kind of combine the two worlds if you can. You know, I was telling Cole, like, anytime I played a show, it was always like, well, I don't want to play in front of any, no one. So I'm going right. to bust my ass. Right. And yeah. I know, I'm sure I was annoying to friends and family. And I'm sure I was annoying on social media once I had that opportunity to kind of push tickets on that as well. But, you know, you want to bring people like, what are you going to do? You got to, you got to yeah. be annoying. You got to persevere. You oh, got to ab- be persistent. Like 100%. I've been on, I've been in bands that have been on both sides of the spectrum where one band hustled and did everything they possibly could to sell every last ticket, go to pops, get more tickets, sell all of those. You know what I mean? Do everything yep. that we could. And then I've been in bands where we were just tired and we just bought our own <laughs> tickets and we just paid for our own slot. You know, and then sure. we just we just sold what we could, yeah, to make any sort of money back, just because, you know, you get to be, you know, family. You get fam- more family oriented. You get to be busier. I don't know. the The hustle just kind of goes in a different direction, you know. So yeah. I just, I think that's where our mindset was then, you know. When you're saying buy your own slide, you're talking about the battles. No, I, I mean like those any show where you you get, you know, here's a hundred tickets, you know, and you're just, and then, oh, okay. you're just selling gotcha. them, you know, be a, to be on a a Friday night or a, you know an opening act right. for whoever, you know, we would just pay for the tickets and then sell what we could. Sure, know? sure. Not saying that that's right anyway. I think that it's just different perspectives. Totally. And there, you know what, there are a lot of bands that move from that to like, we don't even think we should be selling tickets. Just book us and we'll play, you know, you know, I was always like, if you want us to sell tickets, I'm going to push the fuck out of them and we'll see what happens. You know, I, I, I didn't really, 
I never cared. Like I never worried about selling tickets, meaning like I never like pushed back at the idea. But at some point you go, well, how many times can we play in the city before it's not the same group yeah. of people? Didn't they to just play, it? you know? Yeah. Didn't they just play last month or whatever? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, it's any excuse. I would always preach. I would always preach to people like, Hey, stick around for everyone else, please. Cause that's the whole idea, you know? And that was what, that's when it becomes frustrating is, you know, we sell, Hundred to two hundred tickets to a show, and the other bands don't. So then, like, yeah. we play, our people stay and watch us play, and then they leave. No, like, no, no, stick around. But wait, wait, the other bands didn't bring anyone, so now we're. It, it's it's like a a weird cycle of nonsense. It's like you want like you want everyone to stick around for everyone, but it just wasn't like that at times. It became right. very frustrating. But yeah, I get it. I agree. I agree. Yeah, the ba- the battles. Do you remember when those were? Uh, I don't know if you ever played one, but on Sunday nights and Cornbread would uh, go live from those. And oh shit. yeah, oh yeah, dude. I, yeah, I tried we... telling him about this, and he doesn't believe so... me. He's just. I would just be like, dude, it was a dude. giant party. Like, yeah. all band dudes came out. Like everyone came out. Like there was dude, no cornbread. competition. Please like... don't cuss. Please, guys, yeah, 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 just yeah, yeah. don't cuss. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when we go totally. on air. Yeah, yeah totally. I love, dude. Yeah. I can't I believe I can't believe the station even let him do it. Oh yeah, just because it's of the bizarre. crowd that would be people, around him, you know. Yeah. People would cuss all the time. Yeah, <laughs> all the time. Yeah, yeah. Those were those were those were fun times, and it felt like the camaraderie was there as well amongst bands. I more definitely so agree. than ever. You know. Yeah, I definitely agree. Was Corn- I was feel Corn- like that was a that was kind of a a weirdly special time in the music scene. It just kind of felt like everybody was buds. Everybody knew everybody. And even whenever you were a band that didn't really know any, anyone, like by the end of the night, like everybody was mm-hmm. cool with every, You know what I mean? It was just, just even flow. Everything was like ebb and flow like that. Yeah. yeah. I think he had a lot to do with that too, man. I, I honestly oh, yeah. do. Like, I think he, he was sort of the glue that kind of kept everyone together when it came to that, because you did like, you know, I was in a, I remember one I did, uh, you know, every band on the show was heavy and it's like metal mm-hmm. dudes. And I'm like, ah, these dudes are not going to like me at all. <laughs> and uh, I remember he, he would do like in the beginning, he would do like his little, like, let me gather all the bands and do like his little, like, here's what's going to happen tonight type deal. And mm-hmm. I don't know. He kind of put everyone at ease and it kind of made you feel better about the situation. And, you know, yeah, but yeah, it was good times. And he was always often a, a really good mediator. Like, Hey, have you met so-and-so? Hey, have you yeah, met this guy? Totally. You know what I mean, like always just connecting totally. people. Yeah, absolutely. I forgot, I forgot of that he did that as well as he did because it's been so long since he's had the opportunity to do it. He could still do that today. Oh, yeah. He could still do it today. Yep. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. He was really good about that. Was he in any other bands besides Burke Royal back, back then? Or has that just been the band? You know, I. What band was he in? I. I honestly yeah don't know. i mean he was but i don't think it was like it was definitely not it was never as serious as brooke royal was right the name 12 summers old comes to mind but i know he wasn't in that band but i feel like it was a band like do you remember 12 summers old i definitely remember 12 yeah, summers yeah. old i think it was a band like that if i'm okay. remembering correctly but i can't remember what they were called but he was from a different world like uh he lived in Illinois and was from Illinois. Like yeah. I was oblivious to Illinois until like 25. 
Yeah. Even though yeah. I was going to like Sage when I was 21. Like I still right. didn't know anything about anywhere else in Illinois. Right. But yeah, yeah, he was doing something. I can't remember. Yeah, and I was actually surprised when he um because I played with Brooke Royal. Their first show was a point fest. Yeah. And uh yeah. yeah. I, and uh, I remember going, wait, what? You're playing? <laughs> Holy shit. Cool. I remember I remember Jack telling me whenever the band was in its kind of infancy stage. Uh so he had asked Bon originally at the very beginning to be in Brook Royal and Bon for whatever reason wasn't able to. So he asked me. And this is whenever Adler was kind of like I didn't know it then, but Adler was in the beginning of the end. And uh I passed it up just because I was loyal to Adler. I wanted sure. to just keep doing that. And then he went with a guy named, I think, Kyle Brooks, who mm-hmm. was with them for a little while. And then subsequently ended up getting Bond anyway, which worked out for the better, you know. Sure. So, but yeah. 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 Kyle was in the fifth element with Jack. Yep. Way back in the day. And that's how I met Jack yeah. way back in the day. Was I was in a band called Means Well, which turns out yeah. Ryan, Ryan Phillips from Story of the Year actually had a side project named Means Well. And I was like, just happened to be at the same place as him one time and we were talking about that and he was like you're in a band and i was like yeah we're in a band called means well and he's like get the fuck out of here i had a band called means well and i was like no shit and then we just kind of yeah had that little for a second but so going back ju- to just coincidentally you both had a band that were that was the same name dude 100 co- like total Weird. coincidence total coincidence and that's huh. we just kind of we just kind of talked for a second you know i've never really i didn't ever really know ryan phillips or anything yeah. that we just had a we were just right place, right time. Talked about this for a second, then it was like, "Oh no way!" Oh, okay, and that was about it. But uh, I saw Meanswell at Baja Rock Club. Me, buddy, I was in that. I yep. was in that group. Yeah, yep. didn't yep. even and realize how, that until just now. That is how we got uh, the that show. Is how we got on a Fifth Element show. I remember. And that, like we opened up, I think it was like us, Modern Day Hero. If you remember yep. them, yep, oh, those dudes were so yep. good. Yeah. Uh, and I can't remember. There was another band, and then it's when then, Brooke Royal yeah. released this uh, the CD that had the piano intro on it, right? Yep. Or not Brooke Royal. I mean the Fifth, Fifth Element. Element. Yeah. 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 There Jeez. was yep. hang on. There was, was a... there was a band. There was a band out of St. Louis called Modern Day Hero, and a band out of St. Louis called Modern yes. Day Zero. Yep. Yes. Weird. Yep. Modern Day Hero had Joe, who was in. He ended up joining. So they say, and then yeah. And he was in Loser's Luck for a little while. He was in Loser's Luck for a little while, yeah. Yeah. Uh Yep. Jesus. What a trip down memory lane. I know, man. I think, Mario, I've seen a a post you had made on Facebook a little while back. I think it was right after 2005 came out, the new Story of the Year song. Mm -hmm. And you you basically were were just praising the song and being like, we we need to go back there. Like, we need... Oh, dude. That was the time, you know? I, I I am not ashamed to admit that I 100% cried like a little baby whenever I heard that song because it just took me the whole song has the feeling and the video, especially if you watch the video mm-hmm. of all of I mean, just that time. Like, I remember that warp Tour whenever the whole warp Tour was empty because everyone in St. Louis that was at that warp Tour went to the stage where Story of the Year was going to play, mm-hmm. you know, and that was that time Pat, that we were talking about where like the the local scene was like starting to everybody was like really starting to vibe with each other. And the feeling of everything being a competition was kind of going away. You know what I mean? And I don't know. It just was a really special time. I feel like in music and, you know, no doubt for that band, but yeah. 
Yeah, I don't like that's when I started. Um, I really didn't do anything before that. So I didn't know about competition before that. So I kind of entered the game into no competition. I just kind of entered into this kind of like awesome pool of bands who all kind of partied and were were cool. And then like around 06, 07, it got a little bit weird. You know, yeah. story story was already signed and they were successful. And I felt like I've talked about this before. I felt like there were a lot of bands who tried to do the story of the year model and it failed for them. So then they became sort of resent, you know, they had this resentment towards story and like how to get out of St. Louis or whatever. And I was just like hearing, you know, these bands talk about this and I'm like, guys, just do your own thing. Like yeah. it, it'll, it'll come if it does. Like, you know, I, there, there was no, there was no magic button, no. you know, there was not. And I felt like so many bands felt like they deserved the magic button and, you know, you know, you know, as well yep. as I do. So it's like, and you probably, I mean, to be honest with you, I've been in a couple of those bands where they're just sort of like, well, it's just going to happen because we deserve it. I'm like, no, I don't know about that. It's going to happen yeah. because we work for it. But like, I don't know. No, I, I, I agree that there, there, I've been in bands that kind of, for lack of a better phrase, almost had like a sense of entitlement, like, oh yeah, this will just, it's just going to happen. You know, we're just going to keep doing what we're doing. And it's just going to happen rather than, you know, actually treating it like it is, which is a business. And you just have to keep pushing, keep pushing, keep big, getting, you know, keep thinking bigger. You know, it's just, it's, but you're, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, for me too, personally, I was always such a self-hating shithead that I was like, <laughs> I'm not good enough yet. So I know yeah. it's not going to happen. Like, I know it's not going to happen yet. I'm not good enough. I got to get better. Um. And, I, and that's because, like, you know, a lot of the dudes I met, they're like, oh, yeah, I've been uh, playing a band since I was 15. I'm like, fuck, I didn't join a band until I was 22. Like, I, I right. did, it never crossed my mind. Yeah. I wanted to, but I never did. Right. Uh, I, I mean, you know I was, what I mean? Like, yeah, I, I would say 16, 17 was whenever I was cutting my teeth at the at the old Creepy Crawl on Tucker. Wow. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely, definitely not. Yeah, I was. I mean, I was, you know, it, it, when you think about it, I mean, I was kind of a baby, you know, around all these punk rock dudes who are, you know, yeah, they're just everything's, oh, fuck you. And there's vomit everywhere and shit. And <laughs> oh, there, just, there know, was, like, there was AIDS in that bathroom, dude. Oh, dude, it was awful. Awful. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was awful. It didn't even have a door. Were, yeah. Just look yeah. at me pissing. <laughs> yeah. Everybody. Yeah. 16 year old yeah. me trying not to get AIDS. 16 year old me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just trying to dodge aids yeah but see yeah. i was completely opposite of that man when i was 16 i was like there's no way i would ever i couldn't even imagine like i was playing by myself in my room but couldn't imagine playing with a group of guys and getting on stage it's just yeah. like beyond my imagination speaking of creepy crawl was the old so there was two of them right so did yes was it the same owner of both mm -hmm. that yeah i was gonna say yeah that. it was know. uh what was his name um he was always shit faced and would pass out on the floor. Um, <laughs> Bob, who? That does I think sound... it was. I think it was Bob. Uh, I can't remember his last name. So I think the, it was Bob. Was the second one bigger? Did they outgrow the first one? Is that why we went to a second one? What was the reasoning for the first one shutting down? Do we know? Maybe, maybe the first one just got condemned, bro. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, like, all, all the aids in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty. I think I think an investor came in and purchased the building that the the first one was in because right next door sense. was a restaurant. Yeah, and then up above, I think there was like office space, 
and then like apartment space or whatever. Yeah. Like living space. Um, and you know, the one they moved to, it just didn't feel right. It just, you know, it was cool. It was loved cool. Playing. And it sounded loved, great. Yeah. But it just didn't feel the same, you know? Now, the, I have a funny. Oh, go ahead. You're good. I was just going to say, I have a funny story about the the first creepy crawl. So there, you remember, a, if either of you guys remember a, a, an early, back in the, I guess it was like early 2000s pop punk band called Homegrown. I yes. know. Okay. They were on drive through yes. for a little while. So they played, it was like them, Sugar Cult, Yellow Card. It was just an unbelievable, like bands that you didn't know, like we're going to go on to be like a little bit bigger right? at the creepy crawl at just this small little venue. So I'm sitting there chatting and I see the lead singer of uh, homegrown and his name's Johnny trash, <laughs> Johnny trash. And uh, he, we're just talk- talking, shooting the shit. Then fast forward a couple of months later, warp tour comes through and I'm just walking with a friend and he goes, Hey, I know you. And I stop and I look over and Johnny trash remembered me. <laughs> This little, you know, like 18, 19 year old kid, like from the creepy crawl. And we just had a conversation. And that was back whenever they had just installed Pat. You remember the chain link fence that separated the 21 and up mm-hmm. section? Yep. Like a yard yeah. fence. Yeah. <laughs> like it a was a yard fence for sure. Yard fence. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And we we're just talking over the fence and he remembered me. I just thought that was so cool. I don't know. Silly thought. It was oh. a little, I was just start, not really starstruck, but like it was just the amount of people that those, you know, you know. The amount of people that you talk to when you're in a band to be a fan of someone else. And then they remember you the next time that you see them, you know, and they actually point you out. I don't know. It just made me feel special. Right. Yeah, I know. That's cool. And there's no avoiding that, like talking to people in that place because it was so small and so right. intimate. And you honestly like the bands would park their vans out back as, as a fan. You could walk back there. No one's stopping you. No. You know, it's either they lock themselves in the van and don't come out or they come out and be like, all right. That kid's obviously here to talk to me. Let me go ahead and not be a dickhead and say hello. But yeah, no one was going to stop you. Right. You know, that, that that place didn't have security. There was a door guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bartenders. But like, other than that, like, that's it. So, yeah. So it was the original Creepy Crawl that Story did the Until the Day I Die music video, though, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. Thought so. And, and then they the made ups- it look a lot better than it was. Yeah, they really did. They made it look really like a rock star club. I mean, it still looks shitty, but it looked better than it was. <laughs> right, right. You mentioned you mentioned Sugar Cult. Is that the band Memory? Was that their big song? Is that the ba- same band uh, I'm thinking of? Yeah, and then Bouncing yeah. Off the Walls was another one that they had. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. I remember that one or not. Pretty much the entire uh, Van, what was it, uh, Van Wilder? Mm-hmm. Uh, Soundtrack. I'm bouncing off the walls again. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Pretty sure Van Wilder was all Sugar Cult and Jimmy Eat World. That was it. Those were the only two bands that were on that soundtrack, I'm pretty sure. I'm sure there were more. <laughs> Probably right. Probably right. <laughs> I had no idea that Bouncing Off the Walls Again song was them. Anyway, so you you mentioned Van Wilder. You know who uh the movie is set after, correct? Mario? The, yeah, isn't it Burt Kreischer? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I bring this That's up. That's crazy. I, I bring this up on purpose because Patrick wants to talk about Burt Kreischer and the new movie. He, okay. He is a uh, completely just in love with it, right? Is that is that the case? So I sure. I haven't seen it, but I don't care about no, spoilers. We, we haven't. It doesn't we matter. Haven't, we haven't seen haven't it either. Seen it. None yeah. of that. Either. Okay. We won't. We won't. <laughs> I, I was kidding. He's uh. Okay. 
he's he's had a thing out for Burt Kreischer for a long time. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> well, not necessarily a thing. It's just uh well, there's this video that I can't share apparently. Colt, you have it, right? I do. Play it for me. Let's see if you we can hear your sound cuz and while you do that, I'm going to check on a crying baby. I'll be right back. This is dad life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How much did it make in this first weekend? I think it found, didn't it? I think it was like nine. So it's got a ways to go. I thought I saw something about this, about how they're saying now it's going to maybe put into question whether comics should be cast in movies or not. Is yeah, that kind of where you're going? Yeah, they're, they're, they're doing a comparison kind of. of okay. Um, you know, guys like basically saying that it's not a new thing that we're putting comedians in movies. I mean, like it's, you know, Jim Carrey and guys who are actually comedians. But I mean, Burt Kreischer has done the, the not movies, but TV. Right. And I think that's why. And he is. I mean, he is big right now, but I don't know that he's big enough to get a bunch of people in seats at a movie theater. But um, yeah, he's borderline like big enough to where like I'm almost sick of him. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I do like him. Like I'm a fan. I think he's funny. Yeah. I like I, I enjoy him whenever he, I enjoy the Two Bears podcast. I can't yeah. really listen to like a excuse me, a whole episode. Yeah. But I mean I can listen to this. I I do enjoy the snippets, like the highlights and stuff. Right. But yeah. When, I'm not I, I don't dig his stand up really. I'm not yeah, I'm not the biggest fan. And his uh his laugh is really fake. And it kind mm-hmm. of, it's kind of annoying. Like it, it, yeah. I liked it at first and, but I, I don't know. It just, you, you want to know when I turned, when I turned the page on, on Bert Kreischer Colt was when he was on busing with the boys and he was trying to act like he knew some shit about football. <laughs> and like, I, I, I am an above average football fan. Uh-huh. Uh, so like, I don't know. I feel like I can spot a fake whenever. Yeah. Right. Whenever they're, you know, yeah, and uh, I just, I just feel like I could smell the fakeness through the computer screen, dude. You know, like I was just like, get the fuck out of here, bro. Like you don't, I don't know. It, it makes sense, you know. To be honest with you, I never thought about asking you if about busting with the boys. I don't know why. I mean, with you being a football fan, I guess I should maybe have thought you might. I didn't know. If, um, I mean, you know, like Will Compton is grew up like right down the road from me. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. I did not know that, though, that he yeah. grew up right down the road from you. Yeah. Like, literally 10 minutes down the road. Like, same high school? Uh, No, the high school in the town over. Oh, right on. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. <clears throat> yeah. So, uh... Yeah, he was somewhat of a stud at, in Nebraska, too. Yeah. Um, I don't really know, is crazy. I don't know much about Taylor. Um, yeah. But, I mean, they're success. I mean, they're definitely successful. Yeah. Yeah, they're very successful. I uh, I enjoy some of their interviews. I think that they uh, they're getting to the point to where they both have a like they both I think have a shtick and they kind of stick to it, and it's almost getting predictable. Like their interviews and stuff, you know. Yeah, doesn't seem as authentic. Uh, But I can argue that with like Pat McAfee, I really enjoy Pat McAfee. But like, it's almost getting to the point to where it's like a shtick now. It's like you know you can kind of almost predict how every show is going to go. Like, I don't know. I well, kinda, apparently I people liked it because you, you did you see this the deal he just signed <laughs> bro i am on the I, I am one of those fans that was mad about the deal i'm not gonna lie okay because there's Why? multiple times there's multiple times in the past where he said that he was not gonna ever be a part of anything that espn 
has to do with. Yeah. Because for a while, this was like maybe three years ago, ESPN had censored, like pretty much blackballed anybody who works for ESPN to go on Pat McAfee. So they were going to start fining their employees. Really? Who, who went on Pat McAfee because I guess his ratings were doing so well compared to right. their shows yeah. or whatever. Right. So like, yeah. And he would just go on these rampages about how like fuck ESPN and like, you know, kind of showed a little attitude. And then like three years later, you know, two years into his four year deal with FanDuel, mm-hmm. he breaks that deal and then signs this. I mean, yeah, granted, I mean, it's $85 million going to him. Yeah. And not just, I mean, cause somebody broke this down. Uh, and I can't remember what podcast or, or uh, thing I, video I saw it, but uh, they basically broke it down to where ESPN contracts you individually. So everybody that's on Pat's show who's coming with him all have their own individual ESPN contracts. Oh, that's pretty dope. So that $85 million is Pat McAfee's. Exactly, yeah. And it's not the not spreading out $120 million, you know, which what he got from FanDuel, but it was for over four years and he had to spread it throughout his entire company. Right. This time it's eighty five million just going straight to Mr. McAfee himself. Right. So it's but it's, what I it's it's cool. Get, it's cool though, like just his career in general because he Oh dude. Re- just retire just before, you know, you, you, you get enough skin in the game and then you just retire. Yeah. You know, he literally got shit yeah. for retiring early. Yeah. You know, they were like, He's at the height of his game, like why is he gonna retire? And then like four years later he's on top of the NFL media market. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, but, but he's, you know, he's not like doing that in a, that thing specifically though. He's doing his own thing, you know, and right. talking, you know, kind of I talking love, about what he, what he wants to talk about and stuff. And then the wrestling thing too. He's a yep. badass wrestler too. Dude. He's good. Yeah. He's just a good, he's just an incredible athlete and he's a very smart dude. Yeah. I will say one thing is compared to other sports shows that I've, that I've watched in the past or that I still continue to watch. Like, there's really no negativity on that show, like tearing other athletes down or anything like that, which I, unless it's called upon, right. You know? Yeah. If that athlete does some gambling or right. PED use or whatever it is, or his little stint that he had with Brett, Brett Favre. Yeah. You know? So, uh, but you know, I, I just enjoy watching football news with like positive like positivity behind it, you know? Right. I'm kind of sick of the whole, like, Let's tear these guys down the whole, you know, for 45 minutes to an hour. Right. Well, Patrick's back. So now uh, it's a good time. You can jump in and tell us how much you hate Pat McAfee now. (laughs) I don't hate him. (laughs) I dislike his show and I dislike that approach to sports. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not with the barstool. I'm not with the barstool generation of sports fans. Um, yeah. and I don't know that he necessarily fits into that. He might not. Right. Uh, as soon as I saw AJ Hawk blow cigar smoke into the camera for the first time, I was like, I'm out on the show. <laughs> I hate that. It's like my biggest pet yeah. peeve. Um, yeah, I, 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 oh, I was listening to you guys. Sorry. I wasn't creeping, but, um, I was on mute, but, you know, I was listening to what you said about being a fan and kind of him going, you know, him talking about. I'll never do an ESPN deal because I'm, you know, I've built this entity and I always mm-hmm. sort of, I was always sort of like, well, that's cool, but name your price. Everyone has a price. He does, but I don't fault him for that though, man. 
But I think the shitty thing that you did say was, what about his employees? But so that's, I yeah, do that's, question, what do those know, employees he, really do? He says that nothing's going to change and the show's not going to change, which I could believe whether or not, you know, whatever. Right? Like, you have a show where you constantly throw the F-bomb around, and then now you just signed with a company that's owned by Disney. I'm sorry. I kind of think that they're going to limit the amount of that you're going to be able to say. So already yeah. you're not going to be able to speak freely. Right. And so yeah. you're already changing the show in my mind because you're not able to just be yourself. You're going to have to be conscious of like the words that you say constantly. Yeah. And anytime you go to a network like that, your content's being put through a filter regardless exactly. of, you know, when uh, Rogan signed with Spotify. That's what you know, I was going to bring up like, next. Oh, this yep. is great. He's not going to get censored. He has all the, no, he doesn't. They pulled no. all these episodes out. Like, no, it's not. Um, And he still talks about that. When someone on the show will ask him about it, like, oh, it's great. Like, they let me do what I want. Like, no, they don't. <laughs> that's, that's not true. Where are your episodes with Gavin McInnes? Where are your episodes with, uh, you know, Milo? Like, all these people, like, all these right-wing people you had on in the early days, you can't find those. And right. you can't find them on YouTube anymore, either. Which I find even funnier. Right. Uh, YouTube It's almost them? like there's a conspiracy. Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'll look again, but I mean, huh. last time I checked, but um, so yeah, anytime you sign with a company like that, you're going to get censored in a way. But, you know, like you said with the, those employees, my question was always like, why do you need so many? Right. Well, what do they actually do? It, it's like the <laughs> barstool mentality that I'm talking about, where it's like yeah. you fill a room with, with people. Buddies. And it just yeah. Yeah. And it, it becomes sort of like, I think that the, the appeal of it is like it's a big hangout. Whereas in the end, so your viewers are looking at it like, oh man, I wish I was a part of that. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Barstool does this really bizarre thing. And I don't know who I, I brought it up during the, the baseball playoffs last year. Um, and I didn't know they did this until uh, I saw it last baseball playoff season. But so like I'm a Guardians fan. And um, after they won uh, game four, in Cleveland, it was a big deal. They wanted, you know, an extras. And so th what Barstool does is they'll take a group of guys that work there who are fans of a team. They'll put them in a room with fans of the team that that team is playing, and they'll just do a live stream, right? Right. But it won't be a podcast. It won't be like banter back and forth. It'll just be like them shit-talking the players, shit-talking the other team. And I'm like... When I saw that, and I saw it afterwards, right? I didn't see it during. I'm not watching a live stream during a fucking baseball game when my team is, you know, on the verge of potentially advancing to the ALCS. But I'm like, after afterwards, I see it. I saw the highlights of when, you know, they won an extras and all these Yankee fans are pissed and like, I fucking hate this team. And like, who likes SpongeBob anyway? Like, I'm like, who watches this? Who right. sat through a three and a half hour base, four, well, four and a half hour Four and a half hour baseball game watching these guys just do nothing. Just mope, essentially, because right. you know, we're winning now, so we're happy. Now we're losing, so we're gonna mope. Yeah. It's like who watches this? Yeah. But that's the that's what I consider to be the barstool generation of like sports fans, where it's like we don't have a problem joining in on this weird sort of hot take thing. It is the hot take generation too. But this right. weird hot take thing where we kind of just talk shit, but we don't talk shit. Because it's all playful now. 
because our our heroes like Stephen A. Smith do it. It's right. like, no, you're talking shit. You're talking shit. <laughs> you're talking shit. That's what it is. <laughs> like, that's what it is. Yeah. So, like, it's very bizarre to me. You said, like, Pat McAfee doesn't do that. I feel like he's very tactful. Right. In doing in doing it. But again, I'm not a huge fan of that show. So I've never I don't I haven't watched all of it. I've only seen the highlights of, you know, just him kind of getting into it with a few people. I think it's playful. Mm-hmm. And it'll be believe me, I don't have a ground I don't have a ground to stand on because I was never a professional athlete at all. Right. In any sport. He was, so it's like does he get Yeah, but he do doesn't it? really consider himself one either. He was like, I just I was on the field for he says I was on the field for like an eighth of the time anyway. You know, mm. so. but his highlight reel. Yeah, he's got some. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he watches that highlight reel on repeat. <laughs> yeah, get himself gassed up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right, sorry, I derailed that conversation. My apologies. No, it's all right. No, you're good. Um, I enjoy anything really that's unfiltered sports talk. You know what I mean? Any sort of behind the scenes view or hearing it actually from an athlete's mouth. You know, one of the things that I enjoyed the most about as 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 choreographed as it was the last dance but uh oh yeah yeah i mean you know that was 100% you know michael jordan had everything to do with every bit of Absolutely. that but i mean i enjoyed it it was good i didn't really like the man i just i don't like i don't enjoy so nba i'm oddly enough a detroit pistons fan and like i don't really pay much attention anymore cuz they don't really give anything to to cheer for but uh Back in the day, one of the I, I you know, we grew up in St. Louis. You you don't have an NBA team. Sure. So I just kind of latched on to whatever team some of my friends were latching on to. And a bunch of my friends were wearing bad boy stuff at school. And we we're, you know, so then we were like, oh, bad boy pistons. And then we just kind of all latched on to that. So right. like I like I just feel like they get painted, <laughs> you know, granted. I mean, they were beating the shit out of other teams, <laughs> but they weren't really doing anything any different than the Boston Celtics were doing anything different than if you ever watched any old Charles Barkley highlights, if he was just as rough sure. as anybody else, you know, Moses Malone, Moses Malone. I mean, you know, Carl Malone put 40 stitches into Isaiah Thomas's eyebrow for elbowing him, you know, and he yep. still got to play in the rest of the game. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. The different, <laughs> how different everything is. Now, like the rule, yeah, you know, that NBA will never exist again. No, it won't. It would never, and, and rightfully so. Rightfully so. Well, it shouldn't. Well, well, maybe they could loosen up a little bit. It was bit. fun. It was maybe fun. They could loosen up a little bit. You know, yeah. get that three second in the paint rule out of there. Let them play Just a little one. bit. Just get that let one. them hand check. Yeah, a little hand checking. See, the hand checking is what turned into. Well, now I'm going to foul you hard on this rebound. Now right. I'm going to follow you on the fast break. Like, let the hand checks go. That's where it all starts. That's where, <laughs> that's where it comes from. Yeah, yeah. Cole complains about LeBron all the time for flopping. And I jokingly, like, just to play devil's advocate, I disagree. I'm like, oh, no, it's LeBron. But, yeah, it's it's painful to watch. If you, if, you watch the- if you watch clips that have been edited together of him just doing it, like, you're an adult in the NBA and nobody's touching <laughs> you. And you will, you just fell down and grabbed your eye. Like, what is happening? Yeah. I don't, I, you know, it's a part of the game, unfortunately, these days. Like, the flopping. Uh, I think that he gets it uh, 
more just because of his status. I think that people oh, just sure. kind of shine a light on it. Yeah. But I don't really think that he does it any more or any less than any other star player, you know, in the league. Um, but I definitely, I mean, the, the, he did, that dude's under the microscope all the time. Uh, I could not imagine my life being scrutinized <laughs> like every move that I make. Somebody just having something shitty to say about it. You know what I mean? Whether sure, you know, whether it's philanthropy or whatever. But uh, you know, I am. I I hate comparisons. I I hate the fact that it's just constantly a debate of who's better, Jordan, LeBron, or LeBron or Kobe. I just feel like that we could, I wish that we could just let them be the players that they were, you know? Yeah, sure. I mean, it's completely, it's, it's people say that Jordan couldn't take the next step without Pippen and that he wasn't anything before Pippen, but then, you know, he by himself laid 49 one night on the arguably the greatest Boston Celtics team ever. The 86 Celtics, five hall of famers on one team starting, I'm pretty sure. And one coming yep. off the bench, or at least four starting, and one coming off the bench, and Bill Walton, you know. So he hung forty nine one night on them, and then sixty three the next night, without anyone. Name another player on that team, right. on that Bulls right. team. Nobody can. Right. Because uh, Craig just, Hodges. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> probably. <laughs> I can name a couple. But have, you, have, yeah. you, have you seen these? Uh, their maybe shot- Bill Cartwright. They're shining a big light on Scottie Pippen right now all over social media. Have you been seeing these? Because he's talking so much. He's shit. talking a lot. Doesn't stop running his fucking mouth. It's just how like, it, it's, it's, it's out of nowhere too. Like, what's the reasoning? Is it because he's so mad about the Last Dance and like that he was shining a bad light in the Last Dance or what? I think that there was also a lot of like shit going around about other people banging his ex-wife while they were married. Scotty, so I, yeah, I, yeah, I think that like Ooh, I like it was I either like a rapper about- or like somebody that had like hooked up with her prior, or like maybe like while they were together before they divorced oh, something. So I kind of think that maybe he could be after, maybe thinking that he got a negative light painted on him in the Last Dance, which I don't know how he could have. I thought that that, I mean, other than like the migraine game, which dude, I mean, you that you you left the game because you had a, a migraine. Like nobody's gonna fault you for that if you've had a migraine before. People are going to talk well, shit Jordan about will. it. Yeah, well, Jordan people are going to talk shit about it if they've never had. Yeah, you know, Paul Pierce left because he was going to shit his pants. He was hey. taken out on a, in a wheelchair. Mark yeah, Schler, also Mark Schler used nine to piss times. himself on the sideline. Yeah, but Paul Pierce got stabbed nine times and played like three days later. <laughs> oh, that's true. <laughs> that is Paul Pierce is a G, dude. Dude, for real. Well, don't you for dare the talk truth. shit about Paul Pierce. Yeah, you don't talk shit about the truth. I wasn't no. talking shit about nobody. I was just proving a point. <laughs> Did he really shit his pants? I don't remember that. No, he almost did. They took him out oh. in a wheelchair. Oh. Have you not seen this I remember this that game. I remember. I didn't watch the game, but more. I definitely remember the highlights. Yeah. Because they blamed it on like a knee injury or something like that, didn't they? I don't remember. And then he came and then he came back and it was, you know, yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't remember that. That's funny. <laughs> hey, man, you play game games night in and night out. Stuff's going to happen. Yeah, that's very true. It's very true. Did you? I mean, go ahead. Go ahead. Go no. Go ahead. I was just gonna say it's the same. It's you know, it's the just going back to the comparisons. Like I just, you know, a lot of people will say that you know, yeah, LeBron's the greatest ever because he has all of these stat lines and everything. And I'm like, but it's, at the same time, he play, he's played for a very long time. I'm not yeah. trying to downgrade the earning of those statistics in any way. 
And I'm not trying to say that another player is better than another, but I mean, like when you play for a long enough period of time at the caliber that he's played, I mean, yeah, you're going to pass Kareem Abdul-Jabbar in scoring. You're yeah. going to pass or at least be on par with Michael Jordan's scoring or, or average points in, you know, the playoffs and stuff like that. I mean, it's just bound to happen. Yeah. Like once, once one has surpassed the other in like how many years they've been doing it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't count anymore. I don't think. Right. Well, I think it all counts. It has well, to count. I mean, if he's, yeah, if it, he's it still all, playing, it definitely all counts. You know? I, I, mean, I guess I'm saying like, as far as comparing one player to another, because one has now done it for longer. So they've had oh, more of an opportunity to, yeah. you know, surpass the other. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. It counts for sure. Yeah, it it definitely counts. And I'm I, like, to be honest, like we've talked about this several times on the show before, because we've both, I think we've both come to the agreement that the argument is kind of stupid because really what we're comparing our eras of NBA basketball, which are completely just vastly different. Right. Jordan's era versus LeBron's era, just insanely different. Um, so that's really what you're comparing as far as the player and who's better skill wise. Like we don't know. Right. We don't know. Like right, it, it, they've it, never it, played one-on-one, but right. even if they did, or at least they still did. wouldn't yeah. know. If exactly. we're looking at accomplishments and I'm not even talking about titles, just like the ability to lead a team to winning. And I'm not talking about winning championships, just winning, just being able to be like, I'm one of the right. best guys on this court every night. And the guys around me are really good too. Both of them have incredible stats, you know, right. the, so when we're talking about eras, like, I brought this up on a previous show, like Jordan never played under the scrutiny, like you said, that LeBron has had to do basically since he's been 14. You know, right. could you imagine Jordan playing with social media, oh. like during social media? Because that guy was fueled by bitterness, yeah, avenging losses, revenge, you know, uh, you know, Getting revenge on players, getting revenge on coaches. My, Michael, you know, jo- yeah. Michael Jordan would be Donald Trumping it on Twitter for sure. His totally. His, his totally. dad is quote. I remember a quote from his dad where he said that if you want Michael to do something, tell him that he can't do it. Yeah. Exactly right. I mean, he, he talked about it in the Last Dance, and like even if that was scripted for him to like sort of look as like this mythical creature. People talked about this before that documentary came out. People talked about how the fact that he was bitter. That Charles oh, yeah. Barkley won the MVP and he didn't. He's like, well, that's cool. I'm going to fuck him up in the finals. That's yeah. fine. You know? Yeah. Uh, people, like, when they played the Blazers in the finals, he was upset that people were talking about the idea that, like, Clyde Drexler is your, he's right Could there with you. be as good as him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's right there with you. Right? Which scoring-wise like, no, back then he was. He was. Yeah, yeah. Scoring-wise he was. was not, yeah. He was never the defensive player that Michael Jordan was, but he definitely on par for scoring. He didn't, Clyde Drexler never really, and I named my kid Clyde, so. But he kind of had an easy West. Allow me to not be disrespectful here, but Clyde Drexler never made anyone else better. No. He played on a really good team with five really good players. Um, But that's, but that's fine. That happens. You know, the West was kind of weak back then. Yeah. Shit. Because that was like, that was, that was when, I mean. The Jazz would have been up and coming because Stockton and Malone were together, but the Lakers were fizzling out when oh, Clyde's, sure. you know. Yeah. You had, you had the Sonics, was, the Blazers, and the Jazz. Right. Right. Yep. Yeah. Pretty much. Um, 
and Jordan beat all three of them. Right. Yeah. But uh, what was I talking about? Oh, yeah. So he was he was just fueled by this idea that like, oh, you said I can't. Well, let me show you. You know, oh, you gave him that and I should have had that. I remembered that. Like he took receipts on everything. Oh, yeah. You know? And he kept them. And he so like imagine him being that guy with. Three million of us talking shit about him every second of every day on every platform, on every network. Like imagine Stephen A. Smith daring to talk about Michael Jordan's game while Michael's right. playing. Oh, right. He's going to light you up, Steve. Sorry. Like, so I, I, I say that as a difference because LeBron has had to do that. And it's, it's caused him to do, do and say incredible things in front of the media, mm-hmm. but it didn't affect his play. His play speaks for itself. Right. You know? Right. Like that to me is like the biggest difference between the two. And then now we're just talking about compa- like people talk about Jordan because he never played against the zone. Right. He didn't. Have, well, he wouldn't have been able to play against the zone. I'll be. I'll get a. Sh- he would have been fine against the zone. Are you shitting <laughs> he me? Would, he would have been just fine. Players yeah. like Michael he Jordan played against would find in a college. Way. Yeah. Like so. Like, what do you mean? He he, he had a game winning shot to win the national title against the zone defense. Like yeah. he would have been fine. So like people find all these silly arguments to like make comparisons. It's just like, can we just stop? Right. But did you watch Air? I just watched it last night. No, but I, I was telling uh, Colt in a, a couple uh, in a text message that I'm I'm very familiar with the backstory of of how all that went down. I'm dying to watch it. I really want to watch it. It's but, pretty good. It's pretty yeah. good. I mean, for some I mean, reason, we, I hated it. On it, let's say we can we can talk about why, it. I don't but, think we're going to be giving any spoilers out. I think everybody knows what wow. happened. Yeah, I know how you, it ends. Hey, hey, <laughs> everyone! The Air Jordan is named after Michael Jordan. That's Spoiler. It. There you go. <laughs> there, there. Uh, it's 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 pretty good. I enjoyed it. It was fun. Now um, let me ask you this though: Did you? Am I wrong? In the last, they talked about it in the last dance, right? And, yes, they did. And but didn't they say that they went to Adidas first, and Adidas said they they couldn't come up with the shoe, like they couldn't make the shoe. I and that's why see, they end up going with that's, Nike. That's what I had thought was that he went to Adidas and Adidas, or at least wanted Adidas. Yeah. And Adidas didn't wasn't able to basically meet their the stand like wasn't able to 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 I guess make a shoe that would function the way that they wanted it to. Right. For that, see, this could be that, a spoiler. That, I don't think I should say anything. All I was gonna this say is they. Spoiler. <laughs> all I was gonna say is I don't think they portray it that way in air. No, yeah. they do. That same way, I I don't know. I I. Read I'm not gonna say too much. I don't want to spoil okay, we, it. Are we you guys gonna to. watch it? To. I've yeah, seen yeah. I've seen it. Uh, I've seen it way oh, before. Oh, you saw you. it? Yeah, like weeks ago. Oh, yeah. They talked about that in air. Okay. Maybe not I... the performance of the shoe, just not being able to do the deal. Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Maybe that was it. Yeah. Yeah. So what I'm saying is, in the, um, I thought in the last dance they were saying they couldn't do the performance of the shoe, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe that's see, not, I don't maybe it was just the deal documentary. Okay. I'll have to go back and watch it for like the yeah, sixth yeah. time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I don't remember that. The movie's good though. Uh, I knew a little bit about the backstory. Um, I don't know why. In the, like I said in the beginning, I kind of hate it. I didn't hate on it, but I was just like, I don't care. I don't know mm-hmm. if I want to watch this. I don't. Whatever. It maybe maybe it was Ben Affleck's face. I can't stand his face <laughs> and movies he's in. Like I still want to like. I'm eventually gonna watch. What was the the movie called where he plays the drunken 
high school basketball coach. Oh, uh, that just came out like a couple years ago, didn't it? I've had several people tell me it's really good and that I would like it. I'm like, it's, it's just him. Like I, every time I see him in a trailer, I'm like, I don't fucking care. I yeah. don't care. Huh. And that's the way I was with air. Yeah. It, yeah. Well, I'm, you know, I'm being a hater there, obviously, but like, so uh, I, get it. I get it, dude, but he's, he's the worst person in the movie. Hands I'm down. totally guilty of face hating people sometimes. Oh yeah. Well, I, I mean, I, I know can't help several it. hate mine, so it's fine. I can't help it. I'm sure that there's a plethora of people that hate to see my yeah. face and it's fine. Yeah, yeah. I don't care. Cause uh, I feel the same way about some other people and I might even feel the same way about them. I mean, I like you. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> sure. Maybe. Sure. Um, but yeah, it's a good movie. I think Chris Tucker steals the movie. I think he's fantastic. And yeah. I'm almost like when I was watching, I was like, Oh, Chris. He's Tucker's the Nike like, exec, right? Yeah. Yeah. He's like okay. the VP of whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm okay. like, Oh dude, Chris Tucker, Chris Tucker can act like this is good. Like this is not like, it's hard to explain. Um, not like cheesy or comedic Chris Tucker. Yeah. A, a well, little bit comedic. He's definitely. He's definitely comedic, but it's not like, uh, you can definitely tell he's playing a guy. Okay. You know what I mean? Like a real guy as opposed to a made up, you know, he's not smoky. Right. Right. It's, it's, <laughs> right. And I'm forever going to think of smoky when I see him in anything. It's just like, Oh, that's fucking, I know. Smoky. Man. But it's good. It's good. You should see it. I think, it's, it's I think good. Jason Bateman did a good job in the movie. He was good. Jason Bateman's always good. We, we, Who's we he? talked about this. Who's he? Playing? Uh, he plays another Nike guy. Okay. He, he he ended up being the guy who was in charge of basically taking like Nike marketing off the charts. Like hmm. after they got Jordan, he just took Nike to the next level with, you know, just do it and just do it. And, okay. Yeah. All this shit. So, um, God, what, what, a, <laughs> I mean, what a great slogan to just make the rest of you. I mean, just do it. Yeah. You know, just uh-huh. do it. Yeah, everybody's yeah. in the board. Yeah. Everybody in the boardroom's like, "Do what, Bill? No, dude, just do it. <laughs> just do it. Just do it, man. It doesn't matter what it is. Just do it. What do you want to do? Do yeah. it. It. Yeah. Or all just of it. it. All of it. You want to be like it. Mike? Just do it. Oh wait, there's another one. There's. Yeah. There's another <laughs> we got it. Yeah, yeah. That's fucking unbelievable. Yeah, I was watching it with my wife, and she didn't. Um, she didn't know that Michael Jordan's dad was murdered. I was like, how mm. did you? She's younger than me, so like, she, she would have been real young when that happened. I just recently watched a documentary on that too. It's pretty interesting. There's a documentary about that. I think it was like on uh, True TV, or I ended up finding it on. It was either True TV or I ended up watching it on Prime. But yeah, Does it, it takes the conspiracy angle. It was kind of. It was just yeah, a little bit. But it yeah. was mostly about the uh, how one of the guys got wrapped up into. I guess there was three of them, three people who got convicted. Yeah, it was either three or two, and one of them was like totally just like not that kind of a person, and he just got ended up rapid like wrong place, wrong time, basically, and was an accomplice to it. Hmm. And it kind of more focused it on him. Interesting. Hmm. Okay, I have to watch that. But yeah, yeah that was thought- a bizarre time, man. And like the last dance and like this era of documenting sports really shed light on like what really happened at Mm -hmm. the time. We're just thinking like, this is tragic. This is terrible. And then, of course, did you watch the Laker one on Hulu? 
There's a lake. There's a Lakers one that's awfully takes this pretty much the exact same model as the Last Dance, unfiltered. Really? They cuss in it and stuff. And it's about pretty much from the moment that Jerry Buss bought the team in '79. Yes, yes, and yes. It goes yes. until present day. I'm saying yes. I know what you're talking about, but I haven't watched it. Yeah, it's I definitely to- worth the watch. It's good. Yeah. Okay. Cool. It's good. Yeah, I definitely need to catch that. Yeah. It goes into the uh, whole family dynamic of how like Genie Bus kind of, I guess for lack of a better term, kind of alienated her brothers in a way, or just really didn't really alienate, didn't mean to, just was like super fanatical about being a part of the team, whether, however it could be, you know, and she just ended up working her way to the point to where she is now to where she's like the majority shareholder or majority. She has like something the, the, yeah. Anyways, but it was really interesting. Who is Jay Moore w- married to or with? Is it one of the buses? Is it Jeannie? Maybe. How old's Jeannie? She's. I know she was married to Phil Jackson the, for a long time. I know that. I know he's into or, the younger ladies. Or her and Phil Jackson were together for a long time. I know that. Now I have to know. Jay Jeannie Bus and Jay Moore confirmed they're engaged to be married. Oh, there you go. Good for Jay. <laughs> yeah, no shit. <laughs> he's a, he's an heir. Yeah. Yeah. Good for Jay. He has Jay. like four lines. Right? Yeah, okay. He's marrying into royalty. Pretty much. Jesus. Pretty much. <laughs> so he went from, what was the his, uh, Nikki Cox? Was that his ex-wife? She was in that show, that uh, WB show. Oh, yeah. 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 He was married to her for a long time. And didn't Bobcat take her from him? Bobcat <laughs> <Goldwyn>. <laughs> you guys know what I'm talking about, or am I just saying? No, I, I know things? names that you're speaking, but I don't know. If... I didn't know the Bobcat story, but if any, I mean, I would I just I think be, she's married to Bobcat now. I would be so upset. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in general, I would be so upset. But like, if that was, oh my God, Bobcat Goldflate? I think so. This is her though. Hold on. This broad. Okay. She does yeah. look familiar. What show was she on back in the day? Yeah, I don't remember what that show was called. Um but it was it was basically like a married with children ripoff, but it had a yeah, puppet it in it. Yeah, yeah, it did. It did, yeah. yeah. And Bobcat played the voice of the puppet, I wanna say. Man, that's how you do it. That's totally how you do it. You just gotta voice a puppet, guys. So, do you have that Burt Kreischer video? <laughs> no. We never talked about I, that. Well, hang on. Maybe, maybe I do. So, Mario, you're a fan of Burt, yes or no? I'm a fan of Burt things sometimes. I'm also, I was just telling uh, Colt also that I am almost to the point to where I'm sick of him. Like, just as of, just as of overall, like, just oversaturation. But. Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, I do enjoy him on podcasts. I think he's, I think he's funny when he's being genuine. I don't exactly enjoy his stand up that much. See, I'm opposite of you. I can't stand him on podcasts. His stand up is tolerable, but here's why I say that. So like he's gotten to a point, well, like, like you said, it's like, I'm to the point I'm not like, can't stand him, but he's gotten to the point where it's like, I made jokes about this way like three years ago. I'd be like, Colt, all he does is talk about himself. Like, who listens to this podcast? 
don't they know his story by now? Like who had who doesn't know about the Van Wilder thing, and who doesn't know about the machine, and who doesn't know about Will Smith? I fought a bear once. <laughs> that yeah, all that shit, yeah. right? <laughs> and then now it's gotten to the point where he's become like successful. It's like, well, now I'm like a narcissist where I just need to get this validation from people to make sure that they know about all these things. And that's just, it's so off putting to me. Like, yeah. At the beginning of the show, we talked about band stuff and I mentioned stuff I've done and I'm cringing at the idea that I talked about it. Like I hate talking about myself. So like when I hear someone else do it, I'm like, oh, yeah, I know, man, what do we do here? I'm like, what do we, I know. how do we get out of this? Like, <laughs> so yeah. like, yeah, that is so off putting to me. But he he was on, so I, it might have been two bears. Which again, when that started, I it was okay. Like I, it was I thought right. it was funny. Yeah, yeah. I like Tom Segura though as a comedian. But even mm-hmm. him now as like a dude on podcasts, I'm like, all right, dude. I'm, I'm almost like, to the same. You point got with you him got Rolexes and you you got cool cars. Like, what? and I also think like, they've told all the stories. Like there there's nothing. Like I, I don't care to tell if they anymore, talk about you know? that shit. But it's just not for me. So I'm gonna tune out. I'm not gonna yeah. complain about it. It's just like not for me. Nowadays, I just like the I like to hear the dude in the background laughing because I think that dude has like the, has the best laugh ever. Yeah, and he's, that's pretty much it. He's entertained, that's yeah. for sure. Uh, but it might have been on one of these podcasts where like Bert was talking about the movie, and he was like, "This is going to change how comedians get into movies and how like movies get comedians into them, and it's like going to change everything." I'm like, "Why?" Like I remember hmm. when when he said that, I was like, "That's gross." Like how why? is it gonna how is it gonna change anything? It's not gonna change anything. Yeah. Like you're not the first stand-up to be the star of a movie. No. You know? So this video that I sent to Colt, obviously this guy, but this guy, I'm not subscribe subscribed to him, but his videos come in my feed. He often talks about comedians, especially LA comedians, and I think it's kind of clear in this video that he's a fan of Bert. But he takes the kind of like same approach, like movies will never be the same for standups after this. If like if this movie fails, it could ruin it for standups or if this movie is successful, play the video. You'll see. But I, I remember seeing this going. Has this dude not ever heard of Rodney Dangerfield or Richard, Richard Pryor, Pryor or Martin Lawrence or Kevin Hart or Martin Short? Any, Steve should we, Martin. Shall we keep going? Like, yeah. Any of these guys <laughs> like what's going on? Why is Bert? the saving grace for any of this. Right. But I feel like he thinks this because of the projection of like, Mm. this movie was made because of me type deal. I don't know. I can see that. Can you see this? Yep. Yeah. Maybe a lot more significant than anyone quite understands leading up to the premiere, including Burt. Stand-up comedian starring in box office movies is obviously not new. From Jim Carrey's insane stretch of classics in the early 90s, Kevin Hart's recent run of huge comedy films, or even Andrew Schultz's appearance in the remake of White Men Can't Jump, plenty of Pause comedians this, have been hired to act on the big So, we're going to bring up Andrew Schultz being in... I haven't seen it yet, and I never will. The worst remake of all time. That's going to be his example. Yeah, that was a ter- that was a very terrible choice of comedian. Yeah, but you yeah. can tell he's a fan. Like otherwise, why bring that up? Yeah, he's definitely a little bit butthurt about the Andrew Andrew Schultz thing. Otherwise, he wouldn't have thrown it in there. Is this Joey Diaz? Yeah, that's yes. from, that's from the longest. One hundred percent. Yeah. All right, here we go. 
screen. But never before has a studio taken quite as large of a chance on a comic like Sony is right now on Burt Kreischer and his new movie, The Machine. The story that was made famous 12 years ago as the closing joke in Burt's act and has been performed in front of audiences all around the world is now just two days away from being released in movie form. The upcoming butterfly effect at Burt So that's pretty much all that video. Hmm. So like, how have they never taken a chance like that before? I don't, I don't know. I don't know unless, unless, like, unless they're saying the amount that it costs to make it is higher than. What did it cost to make it? 35 mil. Kevin Hart's hmm. in movies with the rock. Those movies have to cost hundreds yeah, Jumanji of Jumanji had to be more expensive yeah. than. Yeah. Yeah. But. Or what was they're the not one the where, lead, uh, but they're not the lead character trying to carry the film. What was the one where The Rock was the CIA agent and Kevin Hart was like just a guy? Uh, Central Intelligence. Yes. Central Intelligence. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. I'm so ashamed. I haven't <laughs> seen it, that, but I know what that, that is. That had to. Well, I mean, <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. It was a good movie. <laughs> I watched it. I knew you saw it. I knew it. I shouldn't oh, have I've said seen anything. It. I knew you would have known. Oh, you saw it? Oh, yeah, okay. I've seen it. I've I haven't seen it. Seen it. <laughs> Honestly, um, most anything that The Rock's in, I've probably seen. Oh. I wouldn't go that far for me, but uh, I would say that I, I i don't know. I mean, I'm dabbling in the Rocks movies. I dabble in any kind of movie, you know? Sure. What did the machine cost? Uh, it's showing $35 million. Okay. What did, and, what did it make? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it made $9 million the first week. That's not bad. Hmm. In 2023, I mean, that's not bad. Well, I mean, if it was okay. if it was 1994, that would be awful. It would be yeah. like, like if Twister only made nine million in its opening week, they'd be like, <laughs> "Bill, you gotta go. You gotta I'm go." Lose my fucking house. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Box up. I feel like I don't. I mean, nine million dollars. Nine million. Yeah. So domestic, nine point three million. Hmm. And it got released on May 26th. But I but I also think, and I might be wrong, but I think that anybody who's going to watch this movie would have went and watched it like the first week if they were going to watch it in theaters. Yeah. Because that's that. like true Burt Kreischer fans, probably. So I, I mean, of course, it's probably going to go down regardless, but I don't know. That's still a long way away from 35 just to break even. Has it been promoted on like, other than on the internet, has it been promoted like on network television? I don't know. I have to imagine mm. it hasn't been. Not that that matters, but right. I'm curious to know that because you get a different demo if you promote it there. You know what I mean? So I'm curious For sure. about that. And I don't watch TV all that much, so I wouldn't know. I would. I haven't seen it, obviously, but um, I don't know. I feel like nine million is not too shabby am i wrong here <laughs> I, don't know, dude. I i didn't think that it was great uh i'm, ju I'm just thinking it in perspective like at, you know this day and age like i guess i would say like yeah i guess that's really not that bad but also if you're if you're yeah. trying to break even at 35 and your first week only makes nine like you got a little bit to go always to go yeah so it looks like as of the sixth it's only made a little over 12 so mm. Obviously, it's fizzled a little bit. We're climbing, though. Yeah. We're climbing. You know, so. I mean, it's it's getting there. It's getting there. <laughs> but Did to the idea that, like, he's got, like, Hollywood on his back for stand-up comedians, I'm like, where, do, where does that even yeah. work? 
that's a that's a that's a strong statement. Well, that guy used Jim Carrey as an example as well, and it's like how how much like how expensive was it to make? Uh, not the mask. What was the big one? Ace Ventura. The mask? Yeah, or any of those. Like, <laughs> how much do those cost? They had to have cost. Maybe not. I mean, I don't. Dude, I just watched the cable guy the movies. other day. Love it. That is the it's one of the most underrated movie though. Love it. I love it so much. <laughs> I like it more than Ace Ventura. And people <laughs> think I'm crazy for that, but I would much rather watch that movie. Yeah. Um, I think Dumb and Dumber takes it for me over Cable Guy, but Cable Guy is really agree. Agree. Really, Dumb yeah. Dumber is really good. Dumb and Dumber is just yeah. I, the more I quote it. Still, I'm 41, <laughs> and like the more I quote it, I still laugh at the dumbest shit. Like, you yeah, Tic Tac, sir. Yeah, I say, I say <laughs> something from that movie, at like at least once a day. That Dude. and the Big Lebowski. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, that's not a good one. Yeah, um, Ace Ventura cost 12 million to make. Production <laughs> budget 12 million. Uh, it made 107 million worldwide. Seventy-two million domestically. That's nice. talk about a win. Good for you. But again, what you, year Jim. did I say before? Did I say ninety-four? That came out in ninety-four. Yeah. So yeah, thirty-five million or nine million in ninety-four sucks. Yeah. And all, but also, sure. like, if they were making Ace Ventura today, what would the what would it cost to make it versus what it cost back then? Well, it would have to be woke first off. Oh so, yeah. You no more making fun it. of trans. Couldn't Good. do that. Good point. Good point. Yeah, I don't. I don't think we could remake me, myself, and Irene these days. But that was a tough one too. <laughs> I've never seen that movie. Oh, really? really? Yeah. <laughs> so, Colt, you know, this isn't a spoiler at all. So, but there's a scene where he, uh, one of the kids, is having trouble with his homework, and then the other two gather around, and they're like, you know, it's like some sort of like, he's got the, these three kids, and they're all like just geniuses. And so he's just like this guy that's like just a dumb dude that's just a, a police officer or, you know, Rhode Island state cop who's like raising these like three kids who are pretty much raising themselves. <laughs> like, anyways, so the one kid's got like a, like a question about like trigonometry or whatever. And, and then Jim Carrey comes in and he's like, how's everybody's day? And then he makes them all like kiss him before he leaves. You remember that that scene? Uh, yeah, kind of. Yeah. They all ki- give him a kiss on the uh-huh. cheek. Like yeah, they didn't know that he was gonna do that. He made that he like just did that on the spot. Oh really? And they and they and made him made them all give him a little kiss on the cheek. The one guy's like, "Wow, daddy." That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, so funny. Sorry. You're good. I'm trying to look up. So, man, that actually reminds me too. Like uh, the I heard an interview with uh, uh what what's his name and dumb and dumber he was the cop that pulls him over and ends up drinking the Harlan Williams. Yeah, Harlan oh, Williams. I heard yeah. an interview with him and he was talking about how like all everything that was said in that he he made up on his own. Like they just told oh, him to awesome. yeah, do your own that's thing. That's not surprising at all, yeah. Yeah. You pumpkin pie haircut freak. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see I could quote that movie all day. Uh so he went from the mask to dumb and dumber to Batman Forever to Ace Ventura to Cable Guy. Liar, liar. Batman Forever. I liar, liar is about where it ended for me with Jim Carrey. I don't know that yeah. I've seen anything he's done after that. Uh, did you ever mm. see the number 23? No. That was yes. actually a really good movie. It was pretty good. It was pretty good. It was a stretch at first for me to kind of take him seriously in that. But then. Yeah. It's a good. It's a it's an interesting story. And uh, I thought he did it. I thought he did it really well. 
I think I might have seen uh, what's the penguin movie? Mr. Popper's Penguins or something like that it was a Disney okay. movie. I think I might have seen that too. That was pretty good. I lied. I've seen The Grinch, and it was oh yeah. So I've seen Eternal like Sunset of the Spot, or is it Eternal Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless, of the Spotless Mind. Mind? I saw that one. That was really. I think weird. I've seen bits and pieces, and I lied again. I've seen Bruce Almighty. Other than that, oh yeah. Did he do the Truman Show after that too? So Truman Show was 1998. So that would have been okay. right after Liar Liar. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That was a good one. Liar Liar was a good one. Yeah, I haven't seen it. Liar Liar is good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like it. It's fun. I love I love the scene when he's in the bathroom and he's beating the crap out of himself. That guy walks in and he's like, what the <laughs> hell are you doing? I'm kicking my own ass. Do you mind? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Jose Canseco. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... The, the, to the guy who made that video, and again, I Joke World is the name of that channel, and he, he's got a ton, a ton of subscribers, so I probably shouldn't be saying anything, because what the fuck do I know? But it's like, yeah, hey, man, go watch Back to School. Go watch, you know, anything <laughs> anything with Richard, Richard Pryor. Go watch, like, any of these movies. Like, you'll see that, oh, wait, stand-up comedians carry movies. Go right. watch The Jerk, for fuck's oh, sake. Oh, my gosh. You know, like, he's so good. And I just find it bizarre that he said that. And it, like, you can even go so much more recent than any of the ones I just said. Like anything Martin, Martin Lawrence was in. Mm-hmm. What was the budget on Big Mama's house? See, now it's <laughs> got me like, <laughs> like not just got me thinking about all this, like uh, Big Mama's house, like Eddie Murphy, like. Oh, my gosh. The Nutty Professor movies. The Clumps. to America. The second one. Yeah, yeah. that was. Yeah. Big Big Mama's house cost thirty million dollars to make. It made one hundred and forty-one million at the box office. Damn! All right, <laughs> good for you. What was the other one? So he had Big Mama's house, and he he did something else too. I mean, he did uh, movies before Martin that, like Blue Streak, and um... right, Blue Streak. Yeah. What was the other? Was Blue Streak one? the one with Tim Robbins? I think Blue Streak. Because speaking of faces that I hate, Tim I think Robbins Blue Streak might have been the one with uh, Steve Zahn. Luke Wilson. Oh, Luke, yeah. Luke Wilson's Wilson? in it. But yeah, Steve Zahn's in it too. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Steve Zahn. That dude's so funny. Sorry. It just takes me back to like like Strange Wilderness and like his character. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> his character in uh, in a. Uh, how was that Tom Hanks movie about the one hit wonders? Oh, that uh, thing you do. That thing you do. Yep, yep, yeah. Yep, yep. Love that thing you do. Oh yeah. Steve's on. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. For sure. Yeah. Oh, that thing you do is great. It's one of the only Tom Hanks movies. I like the O'Neaters. Yeah. It's one, one of the very on few Tom Hanks hating road. Oh, do you, are you not a Tom Hanks fan? Ah, uh, we just became his friends. I just kind of, <laughs> I got, I'm not, you know, I can't stand them. I can't, yeah. stand, I can't, Stand up, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I, I hated him. And I, I didn't mind the Green Mile. And I think that was because the rest of the movie was okay. really good. Yeah. The rest yeah, of the movie okay. was really good. Uh, yeah. Everybody in that movie was awesome. Minus. <laughs> well, but yeah. And then the what's the one where he played a mobster too? Uh, something road the road to the road to perdition. Road to perdition. Oh, yeah, 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 I God, didn't get the fuck out so of here. Tom Hanks trying to be a like, mobster, dude. Get the, yeah, get so out many of people here. look. It's so good. I'm like, no, it's not, dude. It's, it's a guy that looks like he's a professor trying to yeah, be yeah. a fucking mobster. Like, I, it's not believable at all. 
don't know. It's just it's it, for me. It's 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 with him. It's like this this stretch of like he has this stretch of movies, probably starting around that time up till now, because he's brought out all these movies now. Like what was the one he did with Spielberg recently about the submarines? Oh, um, I don't I don't know, but I I remember seeing the 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 trailer being just going who the fuck is gonna watch that (laughs) who cares like it's it's steven spielberg and tom hanks specific how many world war ii movies has tom hanks done at least four it feels like like how many can you do tom hanks like you don't get to own world war yeah yeah yeah. you don't get to own (laughs) own world war ii like or who was it that he who was it that he had a run with for like for the longest time in the 90s and early 2000s was it zemeckis robert zemeckis yeah yeah it was like every robert zemeckis film had had tom hanks in it yeah and it was just like did he do big probably probably big's a big's good i I feel i do i I love big i i like Tom Hanks and those early what's the stand-up movie that he did? It was great. My my dad and I used to watch it all the time. Uh, oh yeah, it was with him uh, and uh, Shelley Long. Mm-hmm. And so it was like oh no, it was him and Sally Field, not Shelley Long, Sally Field. Yeah, it was Shelley Long's Money Pit. Yeah, that was the yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Money yeah. Pit. Yeah. Money Pit. Money Pit's okay. Bachelor Party's his best movie. Yeah, I love Bachelor that, Party. Yeah, and he wasn't even the best person in it. No, no. But it's good. He's good. He's funny. Like, what happened to that, Tom Hanks? How did we go from that, like, to, like you said, like, Road to Perdition? And even people like that Captain Phillips movie, like, it's so good. His performance is so great. And the movie's so important. I'm like, no, it's not. It's boring. It's terrible. Honestly, like, I was kind of like his portrayal of being in shock in Captain Phillips, whenever that, like, everything kind of ended, you know, I thought that that was like, pretty interesting because i've been in moments where like you kind of almost freeze up and then like afterwards you almost have like an anxiety attack because all of the emotions come because the adrenaline wears off you know and i thought that was i'll give i'll throw him a bone like that was an interesting scene like i I watched that movie and i was like okay dude like you did pretty good (laughs) maybe it's like just right it's just right back to same old feels like the next door neighbor trying to teach me something every time i see him yeah and he's like the super woke guy now in these movies, uh, you know, like the there, it's not the submarine one, but there was another one he made about like the civil war. And he was yeah. like, uh, he, he found, he like, he found a girl or something like that. Yeah. 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 I didn't see the whole thing. I, I do remember the previews though. The only, the only scene I saw, it was on one of these, whatever, all the streaming services that we all pay for now, but it, it was, I remember it was um, it was a scene like when you hover over it. It was the scene where he's like rallying the union guys, and like in this scene they kill this guy. And then I remember going, "Well, I don't want to watch that." But I remember hearing people talk about it later. The union, like the, the dude that got killed, did nothing other than ask Tom Hanks's character to just come speak about, like promote what the guy was doing. And Tom Hanks's character just like, "No, I'm going to call an audible right now. I'm going to rally all these troops to kill you." Like it's just like super woke, like like it, it, like this guy's not a slave driver. Tom Hanks' character—I don't even know who what his name is in the movie, but it's yeah. like, it's so bizarre right. um, to go from like bachelor party to that. I get you, yeah. you advance in your career, but I'm going through his filmography, just like looking for like stuff I like. Catch me if you can is good. I'm okay with him in that. That was the Di- the Caprio one. Yeah, 
Yes, I like that, that movie. That was good. That's a true good story, movie. isn't it? I believe so. I think so. Yeah, I think loosely was. based, if you if you will. But I think the guy uh, ended that thing up, you uh, do was good. I think the guy ended up like starting or like being some some like really important in the fraud department of the FBI. Yeah, that's how they ended the movie. They said that he started yeah. working for the FBI and helping them check, you know, catch people. But that's a good movie. Yeah. And you know what's one? I, so I just was looking through and I totally forgot about it. So like Philadelphia, have you watched that lately? Oh, dude, that was a powerful movie. That was a good movie. I do remember I like watching it. that movie. I didn't I like it. I watched watching it that recently. See, I haven't seen it recently. Maybe that's the maybe that's the thing is because I saw it whenever I was like ten or twelve, whenever it first came out. Oh, dude, watch it now. Being like, holy shit! Yeah. yeah, I don't think you'll feel that way now. Okay, you're like this is cheesy. What yeah. happened? Why? Okay, <laughs> how did they convince us this was powerful? Because it, it's just so <laughs> it's so campy and cheesy. Uh, okay, so my favorite role of his is in a league of your own, a league of their own. Jimmy Dugan. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, he's hilarious. The entire, he's hilarious the entire movie. He's yeah, absolutely hilarious. When he yells at the little kid on the bus. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's no crying in baseball. All of it. It's, that's his it's, best role. Yeah. Now that he, I'm looking at it. When he, in that movie, he has this thing where he yells a lot in that movie. And when he yells, his voice goes to, like, this higher register. And I don't understand why it's the most hilarious shit to me when to like listen to Tom Hanks like basically lose his shit on all these, uh, on, and, you know, in that movie on everybody playing baseball, dude. It's just it's so funny. That's early mm-hmm. Tom Hanks when he was yeah. funny. Like a lot of those earlier movies, like Bachelor Party and Splash, he was like the like Money Pit. He was like the goofy, the goofy guy, big. Mm-hmm. And then Forrest Gump happened, and the, the world changed forever. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like how the beginning yeah, of this Colt, was. You're a Forrest Gump fan. No, I, I'm just thinking I like how the beginning of this was. I hate Tom Hanks. I hate everything that he does. And then it's like you named no, probably eight movies, love, eight yeah. movies that you are a fan <laughs> of. <laughs> I think I said four. I said four. Of them. <laughs> usually, usually how it happens. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I don't even know why we started talking about him. Oh, that thing you do. Yeah. Yep. Steve's on. Yes. Yes. He's been in some good ones too. He's a good side guy in movies, like supporting role. Yeah. You ever seen Joyride? Yes. yes. Paul Walker. That's an mm-hmm. underrated movie. Oh wait, That's is that the one? Where the he, is that movie. the one where he had that post through his leg? That's that's joy. It was the, is that not Joyride? They're like prank. They prank the. They're like prank calling the uh, the yeah, they, guy on the the trucker on the radio. The trucker, yeah. Yeah. They use the CB to. Yeah. Why am I thinking? And the trucker gets real mad. I got to figure out what movie I'm thinking of. Post through the leg. Hang on. That might be. Might be it. Post through leg. Let's see if Google has any idea what I'm talking about. Google always does. Uh, Joyrides and that's an uh, like under the radar, under the radar movie. I love that movie. Pretty good. And Paul Walker, he's in one of the other. One of my favorite movies that no one's ever seen and totally underrated and off the ra- under the radar. But uh, have you ever seen Running Scared? Oh my god! I knew you were gonna say it. I felt it through <laughs> the computer that you were gonna say that movie. movie. I fucking <laughs> love that movie, dude. So good, dude. Yeah, that movie's so, so good. good. Everybody uh, in that movie's the, good. Everyone's good. Uh, what's the the lady's name? Uh, Vera Farmiga. She's in the yes, dude. Her yeah. in that movie. That scene where she uh, 
tries to get the kid back from the pedophiles. Oh my gosh, dude. And she loses. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. And that's such and a good scene. That whole, like, I feel it right now. Like the uncomfortability of like that so room yeah, like, yeah. where they where the kid. Oh my gosh. And the, the fucking cameras on the walls. Oh my God, dude. And it just she makes ru- me... she rules that in that movie, man. Yeah, She's yeah. really good. What what yeah. is it again? I haven't seen it. What is it? Running scared. Running scared. Running scared. How yeah. old are we talking? It's two thousand mid two thousands. Yeah, late two thousands. Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. Maybe maybe two thousand six actually, like a little bit. It might be that old. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Because there's a Running Scared that came out before it. I believe has Gene Wilder in it. Mm-hmm. Two thousand six. Two thousand six. Okay. Uh, running scared with no Gregory Hines. That's right. Uh, 1986, but okay. no, it's the running scared from 2006. Cold. Yep. You should watch it. It's okay. really good. Really, and good. no one knows. No, like no one knows about it. Like it's just like it's one of those movies. Like you, you. I remember when I watched finally because I was you know I didn't see it at the theater. I remember we rented it or that might have 2006 was Blockbuster still around? Yeah, probably. Maybe. Yeah. I remember watching it going, I remember the trailer for this movie. Why the fuck didn't I see it in theaters? I'm an asshole. That whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I that was uh man, there was a lot of there was a that was a yeah, that was a really that I just remember that whole movie, you're almost like having an anxiety attack the whole mm-hmm. time. You're just it's just one of those movies like it starts off like high anxiety, you know. Totally. The whole movie. It's good. It's so good. I like shit like that. See like my me wife too. always gives me shit. She's like, "You like the darkest, weirdest, most depressing shit? How do you do this <laughs> to yourself?" I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't like to have fun. Apparently, I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, I like are to you, party. Are you a yeah. serial killer documentary guy? Either of me? you guys? Either one of you? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. I'm fascinated. I don't. By I don't know show. what else they can do to shock us anymore. Yeah. Because we've we've learned about all the the big ones at this point. Like if I see another Ted Bundy documentary, I'm gonna be like, guys, we get it. The fuck it's over. Here. Yeah, we know we it now. It. You know, and Zac Efron, that Zac Efron movie was he, pretty good. He did. I was a really actually good job surprised. In that movie. Yeah, yeah. I actually uh, got like 15 minutes into it, and that's like the last. I just, I think something came up, and I just stopped watching it, and I haven't, mm. I haven't finished it. It's pretty good. So there's that. <laughs> it's not great, but it's it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. I did. You, either of you guys watch Mindhunter? on netflix mm-hmm. mine hunters yeah i didn't I finish love, it but i started it. i've heard good yeah. things about love it i show. haven't watched it though love that show yeah very interesting to think about you know you know looking back like oh yeah by the way they didn't have a way to track these guys N- you no. know I mean? like, like they're legit just going off a of, i'm starting from scratch and then making uh, it's just so assumptions crazy. just yeah, guessing exactly Exactly, just making these absurd, these assumptions about somebody. Yeah, what's the what's for DNA? What's the most recent one that was out, Patrick? You watched it. My wife was watching Dahmer. It. Yeah, Dahmer. That hated was good. it. I hated you didn't it. like it. No, you didn't like it. What I about it? Uh, what, what, what about it? Did you not like? Uh, well, I, I I'll, t- I'll 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 say it like this: the Dahmer story doesn't interest me at all. Okay. Like what I knew of it. Right. Okay. Okay. So I gave it a chance just because I was like, well, maybe they make it interesting and the acting yeah. will be good. And I finished the first episode. I was like, I know I looked at my wife. I was like, I don't know if I can. She's like, yeah, I don't, I don't care. I was like, me either. All right, good. I will but, say I felt that way about the Elvis movie. 
uh, that was out. We already um, talked. We talked about like yeah, hate and, and I will say, Tom Hanks. I'll say the reason why I compare it to that is because like in both the show Dahmer and Elvis, I really really love the way that the main character played those roles. Like I really love the way that that Evan actor. I can't remember what his last name is. Evan something, but he played Dahmer. I think I was just, the, just absolutely brilliant performance. And same with the dude that played Elvis. Absolutely brilliant performance. I just didn't really dig the way that the movie was put together too much. I yeah, kind of cheesy. I, I kind of hyped it up in my own head too because my dad is a huge Elvis fan, and growing up, like you know, having a musician father, like you know, I just really, and you know, growing up as a musician, it's like I always just idolized my dad. So like, I just kind of naturally became an Elvis fan because sure. of my dad, you know, and I really was interested, and they just didn't. Like, I really wanted them to go into the Memphis Mafia. They didn't do that. I really yeah, wanted them to, like, they're, they just, they just, there was nothing dark about it. It was all campy and it's told sort of the like, same fucking yeah. story that every other. That we already know. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So I was kind of, the only thing that I didn't know was uh, the BB the King sneaking in, in the back door of some of the club, some of the blues clubs. And they showed that for just a little bit. That was cool. But it, why did they have to play? modern day grimy hip-hop when he drove through the black neighborhoods of Memphis. right why did, right? Why did we that was, <laughs> that, that was, that was like patrick's yeah. biggest downfall of oh, the whole I, movie it pissed <laughs> me off man there was a lot of know. yeah i don't know it should it, it feels insulting like why don't you I it's absolutely this on a insulting. episode yeah i was like why don't you play when he's driving through dri- driving down beale street to go sneak into these clubs why don't you play I don't know some of the artists he was going to see and B. 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 steal King from. Song. I'm using would it kill you to play a little there. Richard song? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like, yeah. like Little Richard's literally on guys. fucking stage. You could have just transitioned. <laughs> just play it. You know the shot like, into him. Play it. Yeah, I'm riding your wave, dude. Yeah, it was weird. <laughs> this that 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 turned me off, and then every Tom Hanks scene, I'm just like this fucking guy. Yeah. But yeah, make me hate him more because he ruined Elvis. Even though yeah, Tom Hanks had nothing to do with it, but like you're the visual yeah, representation yeah. No, that I have now. He's the guy. Yeah. yeah he's the, <laughs> <laughs> so Hanks I hate you more ru- now. Tom, Tom, Hanks Tom Hanks ruined Elvis. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> what not only did you not land on the moon, you couldn't even make it to the moon, Tom Hanks. But now yeah. you now you made me hate Elvis. Yeah. <laughs> and you didn't meet Kennedy, you fuck. God. You fucking liar. I knew it. Uh, <laughs> Cole, what were you looking up? I oh the Steve Zahn thing. I didn't find it. No. Oh. Oh, the pole through the leg. Yeah, I really think that was in Joyride, yeah, it, but I might be wrong. It, it could have been. I, but when you said that, it made me think of a different movie he was in, and I, I lost it. Steve's on. Have you guys seen Strange Wilderness? Yes. Oh, um, dude, remind me what that is. So his dad owns like an or had a nature show, and yeah. it was like his dad was like really popular, like a really popular, you know. Uh, kind of like Steve Irwin type of is this guy. fictional? Yes. Yeah. Okay. And in the movie, his dad, I guess, passes away, and then he gets the show, and he's just running the show into the ground. And then they're about to sell the show, or they're about to cancel the show, or something. So he's kind of like the show is, or the movie is a last their last ditch effort to save his dad's nature show. And they're just a bunch of fuck ups. Yeah. It's like him you, and you, Jonah Hill is, is yeah, one of Patrick, them. You probably remember like the previews of it, I think had like Justin Long sitting at the table and he's got eye, oh, eyeballs yes, yes, drawn yes, on yes, his yes, eyelids. Yes, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. 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 The shark, the shark coming around and they're like, <laughs> I have not seen that, but I remember that. Yet. Okay. Uh, 
I need to rewatch that. It's been a long time since I watched it. Just a typical stoner comedy. Yeah, pretty much. Those are okay. Yep. Joyride. You might be right, dude. It might be in Joyride now. Was he in some shit though? Was he in Jeepers Creepers? Steve's on. Yeah. Justin Long. I don't remember. Steve Zahn was not. Okay, so Justin Long who I'm thinking of then. Okay. I think the main name in the first one was that Eliza Dushku actress. Oh, uh, yeah. What happened to her? I think she was in the first no, one. No, she wasn't in that. That was a different girl. Which one was she? Oh, wrong turn. She was she in was the wrong turn. That's yep, it, wrong yeah. Turn. That wrong turn's awesome. Wrong turn. Yeah. St- yep. Still, yeah. what happened to her? I haven't heard that name in a long time. She, did she quit I acting? I wouldn't blame her if she did. I don't know. Eliza Dushku. Terrible name, but it really <laughs> it's interesting. <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't flow <laughs> off the How about you just not let your brain go there, Colt? Even though the name Eliza isn't great. Man, who's the hater on this episode? It's me. I'll take I'll take the throne on this one. Cool. <laughs> Perfect. Yes, yeah, so apparently Steve Zahn's still still in the game. He's got two movies coming out this year. Good for him. Yeah. All right. I was looking for other movies that he might have had a pole go through his leg. I think it is Joy yeah. Ride. I was like <laughs> National Security. <laughs> like I'm looking at all these movies from back in the day. Like Oh, speaking of Martin Lawrence. That's what yeah. it was. It wasn't Blue Streak. It was National Security. Okay. That's what it was. He was, was an employee of the yeah. month. Was he? Steve Zahn. Oh, this is a different employee of the month. Oh, okay. So that's oh, Dane Cook. Matt Dillon. Oh, I remember this movie. It has Matt Dillon and uh, Christina Applegate. It was like a dark, yeah, dark B film. I don't think it was like Christina Applegate. She's got she's got like something. There's like something like wrong with her right now, isn't there? Like she is like uh, uh, like MS, isn't it? Oh, really? I don't know. MS. Yeah, yeah, like she's like in a, like like barely walking at this point. Like she's in a wheelchair and stuff. No shit, really. Speaking of that. Yeah. I started the Michael J. Fox documentary. Can't, can't do it. Oh my god, cool. dude! My I don't wife, know if my I'm wife was trying take that at the moment. My wife was trying <laughs> to get me to watch bummer. it. My wife's trying to get me to watch it. And I couldn't do it. Dude, yeah. Dude, he, it, okay, it's so very he, well done. But what was the what was the quote that he had in a recent interview that just floored me? It was like, "With gratitude, we find purpose," or something like that. that like if we. Is something like that if we express like if we oh it's something like that. But dude, oh, it was just, you know. Yeah. I've been, you know, gratitude I've, makes optimism sustainable. Thank you very much. That is exactly <laughs> there it. it. Is. Yep. God with, love gra- the with gratitude, optimism is sustainable. That's exactly yep. it. Yep. Yeah. What a great quote. What a great quote. That is. That is. I uh, you know, I'm not short of battling inner demons myself and and you know just like i've really been trying to like practice a lot of that being more mindful of my emotions being more present in the moment also and also really trying to find something every day that i'm grateful for you know what i mean because otherwise dude like you feed into that negativity and you guys know like as fathers, especially, you're overcritical on your I mean, every aspect of my life, I'm overcritical of myself, you know, 
and to be able to just take a step back and like realize like okay like things really aren't that fucking bad mario like it's a beautiful morning you have a car to drive you have a roof over your head things are awesome you know what i mean yeah uh, sometimes you just gotta take a step back and actually find the beauty and shit jacoby shaddix i don't know if you guys follow him on social media at all but pretty much every day or once a week or something like that he posts what he puts in his notes on his phone and it's all about like what he's grateful for and stuff like that and it's always about like his wife and his you know, music career and kids and all this other stuff. But I mean, it's lists long. I just think it's pretty cool that he like shares that kind of thing with everybody because a lot of people are, you know, more personal about that kind of stuff. It's just like, for sure. You know, people, is he still sober? I don't, I don't know. I I haven't seen him do any like drink on stage or anything like that, but I I don't, I don't know. I know that was a big part of his motivation a couple years back. I remember seeing a video of him celebrating, I don't know, however many years of sobriety it was. Which with, you know, with a guy like that, that's huge. Huge. Mm-hmm. I couldn't imagine uh, going on the road and being sober. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. With with like, the demons that I was fighting back then, those bands, dude, like I would have been like the most self-destructive person to be around. Mm-hmm. Seriously. But especially, tor- but, but especially touring around with other... Battle especially touring around with other bands who are doing the same thing. You know, it's like you you don't have a choice really in the matter. You have to, or you're going to be, you know, you're not in the club. You're, you know, in, I don't know if any bands have ever like missed out on opportunities because they, you know, were taking the sober route when they were on tour with bands who weren't or something like that. I don't know if that's a thing or not, but I could see, I could see it like you not fitting in very well because of being a sober band. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. I can see it. Well, I mean, maybe not so now, but I think uh, there were times where I could definitely see that being a, a major struggle for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I went a long time playing shows without ever drinking before. Um, and eventually, and I, I, to be honest with you, it was just sort of like, it seemed like, well, logically, I don't want to be shit faced. Right. On, you know. And then it became play with a few bands who do that, and I'm like, well, that let me just have just have a beer. That, that turns two, and yeah, yeah. So eventually, I became a guy who's like, well, let me just go on stage a little bit buzzed. Let me catch a buzz before I go on stage. Yeah, and I kind of feel like two different people were on stage for those moments. One hundred percent. But the guy, the guy who was not buzzed was much more anxious about everything else. (laughs) (laughs) When they say alcohol lowers your inhibitions, it's true. (laughs) Especially when you're on stage. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, with a guy like Jacoby, just on that level, like having to deal with all that, it's like, oh man, that would be tough. It'd be tough, man. I mean, especially when you have a family, like being away from your family, it's like, well, what else am I going to do? You know, some guys work out, some guys stay fit, like Caleb from Beartooth. Yeah, that he he attributes all of his like fitness to like well I had to quit drinking to do this if I didn't quit drinking I've never would have done this never would have yeah. been in the shape that I'm in and and look what it did for, for him dude. I mean he yeah. looked he looks he looks so much better yeah I but ironically he enough he's had more problems with his voice now being healthier than he did when he was uh not when he was you know drinking and kind of partying a little bit yeah. I'm not, I'm just saying the universe has funny ways of telling us things. I'm yeah. just saying like it, it's, but I feel bad. You know, for, I feel bad. It's, for like, it's, it's interesting that you say that because I'm a huge Bill Murray fan and uh, you know, like the other side of the coin from 
of of what was it attack attack you know so Mm -hmm. the very early days it was pretty much johnny frank and and caleb were like the two main songwriters you know and uh johnny frank left attack attack and then pretty much caleb had to carry the load for like what like the next like two or three albums or so something like that two albums but uh I went and saw Bill Murray in Little Rock just a couple months ago, and uh, he was talking about the whole reason why he started that was because he got severely depressed and was drinking himself into a severe depression and then quit drinking, got himself sober and pulled his, kind of yeah, got himself somewhat fit and decided yeah. to start, you know, making that music mostly just for him to get out of his own head. And then people just latched onto it. So I would imagine that's kind of I would have to be the same, at least to some degree with Caleb, you know what I mean? Like you just kind of start taking care of yourself. You have these inner demons. You want to get them out. Right. It's the best way to do it. Yeah. With singers, for it's, them, it's tricky too, because you have to, I mean, you just cannot sustain the party life and right. expect to sing well every night on tour. Um, Makes you wonder how like, that's why I think I find ba- it funny with Caleb because it. he's like, just, you know, yeah. I mean, he's, He's found this new life, but I mean, I've, I've never read about, I've never heard about him having so much trouble. Yeah. You know, the last time they were here, he his voice was fucked. Yeah. And, uh, felt so bad for him. I felt so bad for him, but he powered through, man. And I, I, that's the, the one thing I said about them. I love bad omens and bad mm-hmm. omens. But were you at that show with them and day to remember you did not. I was not. Okay. So like. It was a day to remember, Bear Tooth and Bad Omens. Bad Omens opened up, Bear Tooth and a day to remember. Mm-hmm. And um, it was at uh, 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 St. Louis Music Park. So big amphitheater, right? So always different for, for the bands and for the crowd at bigger right. places like that, especially an outdoor venue. But um, mm. uh, I love Bad Omens. They opened it up, and it was my first time seeing them live. And I enjoyed it, but I was like, Jesus, there are so many tracks going on. Like, what's real? What's not? Like, who's doing what? Who's not doing what? And don't get me wrong, I'm not a track hater. I'm not a boomer. I don't. It's fine. Right. Use tracks. We all did it. We all do it. Moving forward, it's fine. But then you saw a band like Beartooth, and Caleb's not having any help. He's letting you know, like, I'm struggling, but we're gonna power through together. That whole thing. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, good on him. He could have easily said, you know what? Give me some backing tracks. I'll take it easy when I know I can't hit shit. Let the track come through. <laughs> Who's gonna know, right? Right. Um. And it was the huge difference I saw between those two bands. And again, I love them both. But I was like, well, who do I respect more in this situation? Probably Caleb, right? And I'm not taking anything away from Bad Omens. They put on right. a great show. It was a good set. and Love the songs. But there were times where I was going, huh? What? What's mm-hmm. going on? Like, but, you know, we've all seen Bring Me the Horizon. Like, what's the song? Uh, Spirit, uh, is it is it called oh, Spirit? Yeah. Happy song, happy song, happy song. Happy song. Yeah. There, there's yeah. like a there's like a two minute stretch in the song where you're like, no one on stage is singing, but there's vocals. Who cares? Let's just <laughs> let's just party, everybody. Like, so we've accepted it. I think some of us. So like, I don't mean to sound like I'm complaining about bad omens, but I respected in that moment. I respected Caleb more to not, you know, have a crutch, if you will. Right. Like, right. I'm gonna let gonna allow people to see me not do well i guess and i'll be i be honest i was like i was saying to somebody who was there and i'm like I, that was me dude i probably would have cheated i probably would have used <laughs> tracks and just ran with it like because uh i hate myself and i don't want people to see me suck but yeah yeah you uh you mentioned bring me to the horizon so 
I don't remember what the guy's name was, but um, one of the guys from that band was on Finn McKenty's podcast recently, and he was talking about. I saw that he was, but I didn't see it. And he was talking about Ollie and saying that Ollie didn't know how to sing up until like the Simp Eternal album. Like he's tone hmm. deaf, and he's he never sang before it. Which I mean, I make sense if you listen to those albums. He never sang, but it's so crazy to make it, you know, that far in your. Uh, music career and not know how to sing as the front man of a band. I've seen it. Do you remember Scary Kids, Scaring Kids? Yes, Mario? I do. Yes. So we actually played a few times with them out of town and got to know them a little bit. And so Tyson, uh, rest in peace, is um, no longer with us. But the dude who was singing in that band when they got, you know, marginally popular, got on rock radio and stuff. Up to that point, right before they signed that deal, he had never sang a lick in his life. He played bass in the band, never sang backups, never even attempted. And just one day he goes, guys, I'll try it. Whatever. Fuck it. And the band was more successful than ever. <laughs> He's like, I'll do it. Whatever. That's crazy. And that's the way they always told the story, you know? And he was up speaking of guys who partied. Oh, whew. Um, But yeah, he was just like, yeah, I'll try it. Why not? What? Like, it took me like 10 <laughs> years to muster up the courage to be like, I know I could sing, but let me go ahead and try it. Like, yeah. he's just like, one day I was like, I'll just do it, guys. It's fine. We'll be fine. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, sometimes. And they put out some good music, too. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, well it's nine, Colt. Do you yeah. got to get out of here? Yeah, I probably should. I probably should, too. Well, Mario, we appreciate you coming on, man. We'll have to do it more often. Yeah, thanks for having yeah, me, man. guys. Thanks for having me. I was I was talking to Coco. Actually, I, I work with Coco, and uh, okay. I was talking to him. Oh yeah, that's right. I was talking to him earlier uh, yesterday, and I was like, I was like, yeah, I have like nothing to push, and I'm like literally not doing anything. But like, I'll go on there and talk shit. Like, it'll be fun, dude. That's all. That's all we do. We don't. We don't need that's anybody. Awesome. That's you awesome. Know, that's just... All we do is talk shit. Trust me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We got. We none, got nothing, we got nothing to promote. <laughs> Yeah, no. Yeah, I had a fucking blast. I'm glad I did it. Yeah, yeah I'm man. glad you invited me. Yeah, for sure, dude. Well, no, I, right, I sincerely appreciate it, though, guys. Yeah, yeah, man. Not a problem. Awesome. Yeah, we appreciate it. Yeah.